third minute at Old Trafford. Welcome to Kringle Talks Football. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to a brand new episode of Kringle Talks Football. My name is Chris Kringle, your host, and I'm joined today by a regular guest, Adam, fellow Arsenal fan. Adam, how are we today, my friend? I'm fine, thank you very much, Mr. Kringle and yourself. I'm doing good, I'm doing good. Um, this is a sit-down, kind of like a season review of the Arsenal season as a whole. Um, well, I say as a whole, it's more sort of points in terms of moments, sign-ins, improved players, underachievers, etc. Uh, but firstly, I want your thoughts on Arsenal season as a whole. And also Arteta's season as a whole. What do you think he's learned? What do you think he still needs to improve on? And obviously we discussed before, are we Arteta in or out? How does your feelings change now that the season has ended and you sort of get a grasp on the transfer links? So which question are we going with first? Um, I'm thinking overall season. So overall feeling on the Arsenal season. Season as a whole. Um, I break the half into two seasons for us. You've got the first half of the season from August up until December, where we was absolutely shambolic. Played without a number 10. Yeah, I think it was in about, I can't remember how many games, but I remember looking at it at the halfway point, we'd only scored 18 goals. And three of them came in our first league game. So... You've got two sides to the season for us. The first half is what inevitably cost us European competition and got cost us a good season. And the second half, you started seeing players come into life. You've got Pepe from December onwards. You started to see him getting more game time, growing in confidence. You see him in the last three games. Done absolutely amazing. But the season as a whole, I'd give it about a three. That's fair enough. I suppose as well, you've got the underlying feeling that when you just mentioned Nicola Pepe and he got, what, five goals in his last three games. The fact that William was played ahead of him for that long period of time, literally every game, no matter how bad he was, no matter what his off-the-field antics were in regards to that trip to Dubai he took, and then... The fact that still he played him ahead of Pepe where you... I think a lot of Arsenal fans were screaming for Nicola Pepe to just get a little bit of a run in the side. Get his confidence up and you can see it towards the end of the season that his confidence grew over and over. Um, so that brings me into sort of Arteta. So like we've discussed it at length off air. Are we Arteta in or out? And I'll be honest with you, my opinion has fluctuated so much in terms of at the start of the season, midway through, I was like, you know what, no, no, no. we got to give him time because he obviously wants certain players. He did several interviews halfway through in Spanish um, where he pretty he much... He needed six players. Yeah, he pretty much said he needed X amount of players to come in and the players that he had in those specific roles were not good enough. Then came the 
uh, moment against Villarreal and I just lost it where I was shouting for his head because I felt that he completely bottled that semi-final. I agree with you. There was a lack of intensity, especially in that first half, the second leg. We came out, you'd think we were playing a friendly. Yep. You'd think we was in Villarreal's position to where we just needed to sit back and play for the draw, whereas we was the one desperately chasing the goal. Don't get me wrong, we missed, we missed a few good chances. Abba hit the inside of the post and bounced back out. Only God knows how that happened. Nine out of ten times, that goes in. It was just so unfortunate that that was just the one out of the ten that he didn't. Yep. But my feeling now is one of what is the point and not to not to say that Arteta still needs to be questioned but it's my thing of what is the point of sacking him right now? Now, I I feel it's do you know what it is? I feel if you're going to sack him it needs to be one done before the transfer window opens or you got to fully, the board has to say, do you know what? We're going to invest in him. We need to get the right personnel in. We need to invest in this squad heavily. This is the first time in 25 years we've gone without European football, which to be fair, within those 25 years that we've got European football consistently, we never won it once. No. So is it really a big miss? Financially, you can say yes, but where the board doesn't even invest into the club as it is already, yeah. does, it, does it really factor? Does it really... It just means one less game I watch per week. That's yeah, that's, it, that's, that's what it really does Yeah, that's the thing. I think you know what it is. It's like... It's the selfish thing, isn't it? It's like, I'm just going to miss watching Arsenal more in the season. Whereas on the flip side, it could be a benefit to us in terms of how we can do in the domestic competition. So, you know, look, take the League Cup seriously because we ain't got else, anything else to play for for a year. Take the FA Cup seriously. We always do, really, let's be fair. Take the league seriously this year. We've got the we, time and the energy to be able to invest into that. I, my thing is right now, if we invest correctly into the squad, get the correct signings in, we're on, we only need to focus on 38 games. Yeah. So therefore, if Arteta gets the six players that he wants and he claims he needs to push, take the club forward, we don't have no Thursday night football no more. My, I expect a title challenge. That's if... He gets the players. Cool. So that's going to bring me now into the transfer links that we've been linked with. Especially this week, we've seen the likes of Bellerin being linked quite heavily now to Real Betis. We've seen William being linked away for a fee of 15 million. I think they missed the decimal point between the one and the five. Um, Granite Xhaka being linked with Roma. Surprisingly enough, linked to a Jose Mourinho side. Roma are reportedly willing to only spend fifteen million pounds. I'm not going to lie to you. That one there actually upsets me very much. So, and a few years ago, I would have been happy to see Xhaka go with no problem. Mm. But I think, and we've spoken about this, how Xhaka is key to an Arteta side. And look, if you've you're seen a, it, the games he hasn't played. We've when missed he's him been heavily. In, even when he was playing that left back, when he was not in the middle, we missed his presence in the middle. The thing is, you can replace him and get someone better. There's no question, right? 100%. But it's, I think it's just his... The way he plays alongside even a Partey or a, even an El Nenny, there's something in his locker that he has that nobody else has within the squad. And whether or not you need to move on from that completely and completely say, we need to rebuild a team that doesn't rely so heavily on somebody who is so 
I want to say limited in the ability he has because you know he's he can play on his right foot. He just very rarely does it. But and when he's struggling, his left foot, I think it's extremely underrated. Of course, it is. We haven't got anybody like that, and I don't think you're going to get anybody like that. Some of the passes he makes from deep, I feel Shaka has been misused in the past. We a lot of the time he was used as a DM. I feel he's best suited as a deep playing playmaker. Yeah, I agree. So. If you notice some of the balls, he he can just ping the ball across the field. Yeah, and the Brighton game especially, absolutely amazing. And you know what? I think with him specifically, when he isn't tasked to do stuff just by himself. So, like for instance, like you said, if he's just the the defensive midfielder by himself, we struggle because he's asked to do everything that he's technically not able to do. But when you start to stick somebody like Partey alongside him. It basically says, all right, cool, you don't have to do everything. You only have to do half the job you've been doing, whether that is just the passing, because let's be fair, he's not the most agile person. So if somebody goes in behind him, he's having to catch up, whereas you have Party alongside him. Party can do that role in behind him. So it allows him not to say, all right, cool, I'm not chasing back no, you know, all the it gives time. Gives him a bit more freedom to exactly. express himself. Um, so obviously we've got those links, like I said, Bellerin, Willian, Xhaka, Bellerin, I'm happy he's going. I'm, well, being linked away from the club, I hope the real Betis move actually goes through. And You know what, there is, sorry, there is a little bit of optimism going. in there because they've got the right back that I've specifically been targeting, Emerson mm. Royal, for a long while now that I've been saying he's the kind of right back we need. If you look now, we've got Callum Chambers, who's pretty much our first choice right back, yeah? Yeah. And for all intents and purposes, he hasn't done a bad job. He's been perfectly fine, I think without the full attacking threat that we maybe need, like say for instance from Tierney. Tierney gives you that option all the time down that left, every time. Whereas Chambers is not hit and miss because some of the deliveries he can put into the box is, is ridiculous, but he's not as consistent. Whereas that profile of player, a tall, strong player on the right is what we need. With Emerson Royal, he adds the pace, mm. which Chambers lacks. So if he does have to run down the right-hand side, he can come back. And that's where a little bit of the Real Betis links with Bellerin gives, fills me with a bit of optimism that we can maybe strike a deal with that. Um, there's also links with Eddie and Ketia to Brighton in a swap, in a swap potential deal with some money involved for Izbasuma. What's your thoughts on that? With a bit of um, a bit of knowledge that the fact that if we do get Basuma, like I said to you off air before, we would potentially lose. Uh, Basuma, Partey, El Neni, and then not to mention Abamyang in January to the African Cup of Nations. So we're going to lose basically three central midfielders, providing El Neni stays in the club, mm. which personally I think he will. I believe he will. I feel El Neni's had, in terms of individual performances this season, I feel we've had some really good ones. The only thing I'd say we lacked in this season was an attacking threat defensively. We were sound. Yeah. A lot of the goals we conceded was due to no fault. It was all our, yeah. our own doing. So what's your thought then, if we do sign Basuma, of potentially losing three central midfielders? Does that change your mindset of, okay, cool, let's not get Basuma maybe? Because maybe that's why we haven't already got him. So Maybe you, Arteta's looking you're at somebody. You're going to send, you signed the player for five years. You lose him for one month. Yeah. If we're in a se- so, while- so you know, if we're in a season where, like we said, we ain't got no European football. We have only got the league, and 
you know, you've said it a minute ago, you expect this to be a title challenge if we can get those players in. If we get practice, no, and I do believe we could be, but at the same... Because the thing is, if you... That's my point. I don't think you can necessarily then lose Xhaka per se, as well as sign Basuma, because like, Xhaka, at least you know what you're going to get with him. You know the stability behind him, even if it is for a month. You know, we don't know how far Mali will go in the in the African... No, uh, Ivory Coast, sorry, will go in the African Cup of Nations. They could go quite far. They could lose straight away. We don't know. We'll also lose Pepe, exactly. That, that maybe for me I'm thinking is that a reason why maybe we haven't already wrapped up that deal when we are exploring other options like Sanderberg from Sheffield United or is it a case that we're actually trying to sign both of them and we're just trying to make Sanderberg the first signing because maybe we have an agreement with Basuma privately considering sorry considering now uh, Fabrizio Romano reported that Basuma's on no, our list he's not our main target choice. But Which that Liverpool add, are interested in as well. That I feel the longer we take, the more clubs start to go in, and the diff, more difficult the deal becomes. I believe if we're going, if we're interested in Basuma, he's an absolutely fantastic player. I, I went to the Brighton game. If it wasn't for him, I could honestly have seen us scoring a few more goals. Yeah. He was absolutely amazing. He was all over the place, winning the ball back, pushing forward with the team. He's definitely someone we need in our club, yeah. and. Like I said, you're going to lose players in the season through injury itself. Yes. So you can't turn around and say, oh, I'm not going to sign the player because he could possibly go to the African Cups of Nations in January. Yes, agree. But I mean, okay, let me put this to you this way then. So the guy from Toulouse who's potentially going to sign for Leicester, um, Sangare, I think he's going to be about £15 million. Now, obviously, that's... A, a lot cheaper than I reckon we would probably be signing for because given the fact that we always sign players over the over the odds anyway but I think he's only got a year left he wouldn't be let's say for instance tied to any commitments during the season like Basuma would do or even Partey does obviously Partey we signed last summer knowing full well he would be going to the FN Cup of Nations next season do you think maybe Arteta is looking at other options because he's a bit worried that we are going to lose Arne. We are going to lose Partey. Yeah, we, we are going to lose, lose our whole midfield. Exactly, and we're you know looking at a midfield of Aziz and you know I don't know who the other central midfield option we might have. Smith Rowe probably might even sitting there, and that's uh, worrying for me anyway personally. That's why, unless like I said, we are signing another central midfielder, considering we might lose Shaka. Personally, I feel if we're losing Shaka, regardless, let's look at it this way. If we're not losing Shaka, we need to. I believe we need to sign two midfielders. Exactly. If we do lose Shaka, it, we need to sign three midfielders. That's the problem because we've got X and other positions that we still need to sign anyway. Yeah. So, for me, it's just all about how serious the board are with their investment. So, I think it was Chris Wheatley put out today that no signings potentially are going to be made until we sell players, which we've heard that every we've heard season. that every season. But then on the flip side, the board have said, we're going to invest in the team, their own money. Not, we're going to reinvest the money we've sold players on. We're going to invest in the team. But when they say they're going to invest in the team, we don't know how much they're talking about they're willing to invest. So See, my, what you know is, they might turn around and say, we might only invest 50 million. Exactly. And Which is the rest transfer we used on party last summer. Yeah. So if, and where we are as a club right now <laughs> The club needs heavy investment, and especially with the outgoings we're being linked with. Majority of the first team squad is being linked to with a move away. That's the thing. I mean, personally, for me, I don't 
I don't necessarily see us having a centre-back as a first-choice option in, in terms of the transfer window. If somebody becomes available who you just can't say no to, then fine. But me personally, you look, we've lost David Luiz. Yeah? I don't feel a centre-back is needed. If I'm me honest. neither. I, I agree with I feel you. Rob Holden and Gab, like I said, the least of our worries this season has been our defending. I agree. We've hardly conceded any goals. And when we have conceded, it's come through our own Faults mistakes. and errors, exactly. So, but, so, for instance, like I said, we've got Saliba coming back in the summer. We've invested heavily already into Saliba. So it's not as if, you know, we are needing a... Um, We've got Kalasinac coming back. Yeah, well, Kalasinac, again, he's another link to transfer away with Schalke still. Even though they've just been relegated, there is potential that we could just do what we did with Erzwin's Mustafi and pay him to go, pay him the out of his contract. Um, but like I said, I don't see us needing a centre-back as much as, say, other people do. Right-back, obviously, yes. It's a key option to, 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 to sign. A backup left-back, we've been linked with the young guy from Aberdeen. I think Bertrand looks like he's headed to Leicester. Yeah, so there's, so. you know, there's that. Danny Rose has just come off on a free transfer, so you know that could be funny. Um, I don't think it's that. Yeah, but I don't. I wouldn't even want him. No, being honest, but he like I said, me too much as a crybaby. Yeah, and like you said, Jacques, if he stays, then we still need two centre midfielders anyway. And personally, I'm not going to lie to you. I won't be that annoyed if we sign Sanderberg. I've seen enough of him to suggest that he, there's a good player in there. He's still 22. He's still got a lot of improvements right, So to do. my thing is, we signed Basuma, we signed Buendia, we signed Sandberg. We've signed a, re- a player just coming up from the championship. We've signed a player just getting relegated down to the championship. And we've signed a player that, that was fighting in the relegation area. That was battling relegation up until like the last couple of months of the season. And you know so what? You ask yourself, those personnel we're going to get and put into our midfield, are they going to improve us dramatically? Are they going to get us back in contention for winning titles? Are they going to get us back even to get only Europa League? Or are we going to push for top four finish? I can't see us now. The, op- the, the optimistic person in me would say they, are, they would be good enough to get us back into the top four on a consistent basis. So like, for instance, I'll be fair. When, when Sanderberg initially signed for Sheffield United... I was a little bit like, right, they've actually signed a player of his quality because he wasn't a typical player you'd associate with Sheffield United. Sheffield United are a counter-attacking team. He's a player that likes to get more on the ball and likes to build up play. You know, you, I, I, you know, again, my limited content of Sanderberg has been watching him against Arsenal and watching him again on YouTube. Mm. The clips you see of him that we've suggested and we've seen from him, he likes to get on the ball. He likes to drive with the ball and he likes to play... You know, possession football. He's not a player that's just going to loft the ball up the minute he gets the ball. He's like he's a, he's a player that will get the ball and pass it on and move with the with the play, which is something we've lacked in central midfield. You know, we've seen the difference it's made this season when Party receives the ball on the half turn and drives with the ball rather than just playing it out to the right or left. We've lost the identity of playing through the middle, which is something we used to have a lot under us. Wenger and teams of old. But like I said, I wouldn't be that disheartened if we signed Berg and Basuma, and kept Xhaka. Those four in midfield, let's say, of Berg, Xhaka, Partey, Basuma, and even an Elneny, I feel like initially, anyway, it would be a strong enough midfield to get us back into the top four. Whether it's a strong enough middle to challenge for the title straight away, no. Mm. But, remember, A, Rome weren't built in a day. B, when Liverpool, when Jurgen Klopp first took over, 
his biggest signing of his first summer transfer window. Now, obviously, Arteta's had one, but his first biggest transfer was Sadio Mane for thirty million. I think the other players were like Carrius and some random players on loan. It took him four years to win the Champions League, and then a fifth year to win the Premiership, or three and four. It takes time. We know it takes time. My thing is, once we get back into the Champions League, that's where the real problem for the board anyway becomes of we need to invest in this team to make them win the league. In two years, you can, well, regardless, we need, I feel the best time to invest in a striker is we need to invest in a striker now. You've got Aubameyang, 33, Lacazette's just turned 30, Nketiah, which I'm happy he's being linked with a move away. So in the next year or two, we definitely need to get signed a striker. Yes. Even we need to sign, I would say a left winger, preferably Jack Grealish. Hopefully Jack Grealish. I'm not going to lie. If we can... I put this up on Twitter. If we sign Grealish, Wendia, Basuma and Max Ahrens, I'll class that as a good summer. I'll class that as a fantastic... Absolutely fantastic transfer window for us. And I believe we can push for the title with that. And with the amount of outgoings we've got, all the board would have to do realistically is invest 80 million of their own money and we can have those old players. I completely agree. Especially if you say, for instance, so we've lost David Luiz, yeah? He's on what? He was on about 150 grand a week, yeah? Mm. If we get rid of William, that's another two-year contract gone off 200,000 pounds a week. That can invest alone into three separate players yeah. for their wages, right? Without having to go too deep into the transfer budget. My my overriding feeling is I agree with you completely, but I think personally the likes of Aaron's and Buendia will probably cost quite a bit. So Buendia, like I said to you before, hundred percent I'll take him all day long. I'll if, take Buendia, Buendia, but I wouldn't take him as our marquee signing. And the way it's no. looking, he's looking to be our marquee signing throughout this tra- summer transfer window. And you gotta say to yourself, that's not good enough for where we finished last season and to where. The board say they want to take us back to, and where we, us as fans want to get back to, that's not good enough. So to make my the championship, obviously, a marquee signing. Yes. So I think you know we've seen Fabrizio Romano tweeted that Odegaard is our main target for that position. I don't. I'm not happy with Odegaard. So I, I, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't mean to. I don't mean to sound pessimistic. I don't think. I don't. I genuinely don't believe he's good enough to be in the Arsenal side. To take us back up, he's not good enough. You know, I would say for him, he's still young himself, yeah? So to rely that much heavily on a player of that age is obviously is a, is a, is a recipe for disaster regardless. However, I think I've seen enough of him to suggest that he can. he's only going to improve. And I think I've seen enough of him to suggest he is good enough to take us forward. Whether or not it's for 50 million, I don't think so. However, if we get him in another year's loan with an option to buy the following summer, then we have another full year actually to see what he's done and to see what he's about. In the Brighton game, you went to the Brighton game yourself, so you saw first hand. I thought he was excellent. He had a good game. You know, he had a good game. I'm against not dispute that. West Ham away when we came from 3-0 down, he was unplayable that game. Every time he got the ball, he was in and out of the players. He was given you know, through balls to the right, to the left. He played in the Bamiang a few times. Before his ankle injury, he was, you know, he was getting into some really good plays. He was getting some really good form. The ankle injury, and I think we may have rushed him back a bit too quickly, so we were asking him to play with the ankle injury. 
didn't help him, especially amongst Arsenal fans, watching him going, he's not good enough, especially for that price that he's being quoted. Personally, there's a player in there that I think can be good enough for this club. For me, though, personally, I'm looking at Buendia and Odegaard to come in. We can't just rely on one of the two of them. Mm-hmm. Where, would you, where would you play Buendia? It's a difficult one because we've just mentioned Pepe coming into form. We've mentioned Saka anyway. Saka anyway is going to be playing next season right or left. Buendia predominantly this, this season has played off the right. So you're basically asking a player to come in from the championship and play behind the striker, which is the position that Odegaard wants to play, which is the position that Smith-Rowe wants to play. Smith-Rowe obviously can operate on the left, and we've seen it done. He can also operate on the right. He can also operate on the right. And to be fair, I think personally, he can probably operate in the, in the midfield if we played a midfield three. So if we played a Partey in front of, you know, or behind, sorry, like a, I don't know, a Grealish, or a, sorry, an Odegaard or a Smith-Rowe, I think you can do that. We haven't seen it enough to suggest it's going to work for the long run. I, there's a, a very, very long summer ahead for Arsenal, for the board, for Edu, for Arteta. There's a lot of outgoings, that's for that, sure. And in terms of coming in, I'm not confident in the slightest. I'm, I want to be optimistic, I really do, but... This club fills us with nothing but optimism. Every year is the same thing. We're going to invest, we're going to have a big summer, we're looking to do big. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. I would, I would even go back to... Trying to sign our Leon didn't make Champions League. They're looking for thirty million euros for him, and that's where I f- have a small feeling that if we get that deal done and we keep somebody like Granit Xhaka in, I don't think we'll sign Basuma. Personally, because our can play as a midfielder ahead of say a Thomas Party. We saw it trialed a few times where Party was the man in there by himself, and he coped relatively well. He had some patchy moments. But if you stick an hour in front of that, and you stick, so, you know, let's say, for instance, we do sign Sanderberg. You stick Sanderberg in there as well. You've got a function in midfield three that has, you know, pace, power, agility, and ball possession, right? And then you've got somebody like a Granit Xhaka, for instance, if he doesn't leave, who can also be in amongst that. That's my only feel, like, when I say... Do I think that Arteta is holding off, you know, getting the deal done right now with Brighton for Basuma because he's maybe thinking, can I get somebody in without sounding too Arsene Wengerish? Can I get somebody in for a little bit cheaper that will add just as much quality in the midfield? That's personally what I feel. But I don't like that because I feel in the long run, all it does is it just backfires on us. And well, my thing, yeah. So many times. The problem is if we enter into a bidding war with any of the bigger clubs ahead of us, we're going to lose. We're going to lose. And, and the fact that Liverpool are interested in Basuma, he's he's not going to come to us over us over Liverpool. In my but opinion, he's waiting for. I've seen on Twitter on many occasions, he's ha- he will be happy to move to Arsenal. He he's waiting for the. Contact listen, I, I listen. I completely get it, but I also have one of them sneaky feelings that the minute Klopp picks up the phone and says, "Do you want to come and play Champions League football?" You're guaranteed it. You're guaranteed a title challenge as well next season. You can't guarantee that so Arsenal. Need to, they need to replace Genie Wijnaldum. Exactly that. And who are you going to? And like I said, you know, look, we were going off slightly, but with Genie Wijnaldum, all it takes you to is to watch a few of the clips of him, where, say, for instance, not the first ball that's won, but the second one. Genie Wijnaldum is a player that's always there to win that second ball. Mm. Basuma is a player that can just basically match that. On a five-year contract, 
it can be done easily with Liverpool. And my thing is, I just don't see Arsenal going into a bidding war with teams for players that realistically we can't offer them anything. Let's be honest, we can't offer them anything other than money. And that has been our problem that we're trying to no, reel in. I thought Arteta, he's very articulate, he's very well-spoken. And with what he's done with some of his signings already, he sells them the dream. He sells them his dream of, I'm going to get Arsenal back to the top. I'm going to make Arsenal great again. We're going to be competing for titles. So Arteta, he definitely does. I know people are going to laugh at this or whatnot, but he's definitely got the pull. 100%. Arteta's got a pull in terms of when he talks to players. Look, he made... Gabriel was being linked with the Champions League teams. He decided to sign up with us. He turned around and said, Edu and Arteta... Party left the Champions League team. A team that's just won La Liga, which, for instance, he's going to get a medal. Because he played one game. And this is all after speaking to Arteta. So, the players, when they speak to him, they start to believe in his dream. I 100% agree but, um, but we're going we're gonna to slightly move away from the transfer links because we've got all summer to talk about transfers considering A, we haven't sold anyone yet and B, we ain't even signed anyone yet so I'm gonna, we're going to run through this relatively quickly for you we'll ask obviously we'll, we'll both give our answers for you what has been your best moment of the season it can only be one moment so like one game not Chelsea two. double or you're saying uh, one game yeah the winner at Old Trafford that's been a, that's a good one I yeah you know that's that's true um, for me I think it was the Tottenham game at home for me Sorry. the way we the thing is Liverpool, uh, Liverpool Tottenham had one shot in that first half and they scored from it we had about 10 mm. we were all over them for the whole game and not one point in that game did I feel worried or nervous or like I felt worried when they went down to 10 men Oh, when they, yeah, okay, so you the think first, we were down yeah. to 10 minutes. So for 80 minutes, that's probably been our best football without doubt, right? Um, upset me when Smith Rowe hit the bars. Oh, really exactly. hoping. Exactly. Um, what's been your worst moment of the season? So you've got a whole list to choose from, by the way. There is a lot of moments that spring to my mind straight away. The semi-final. The reason being... That's inevitably what you could say cost us European football. The fact that there was no sense of urgency in that game. There was no sense of... Des- there was no desperation to get the goal. There was, there was no fight in them. What about yours? I'd say for me, putting aside the, the, Champions, the Europa League, which you just mentioned, like I said, there's been a number of them. The two occasions against Burnley, where we, you know, look, we, we missed out on even Europe Conference League by a point, yeah? We missed out on Europa League by, what, three points, four points? I'm glad we missed out on the Conference League. Me I too. Don't, I don't want us to Personally, me too. But you've got the two Burnley performances. You've got the Wolves at home performance, where we went down to 10 men. Yeah. You've got the Wolves away performance, where That's the one we'll that 45 minutes, that first 45 minutes was some of the best football I've seen us play under Arteta without shadow of doubt. That was the one when Shaka got sent off. No, where Louise got sent off and then Leonard yeah, got sorry, sent off. Yeah, sorry, I don't know why I said Shaka. Um, but for me... He did play some really good football and the officiating is what cost us that game. Yeah, so for me, I would say the Liverpool game at home. Because that was a game where Liverpool came in with no confidence, with nothing. They had, they'd lost seven 
and they didn't even outclass us. We just didn't turn up. We literally showed nothing in they that game. Us. And and I said it to you before, and I said it previously in, in videos. That thing was going to come prime 2019 when they won the championship. League. Well, there's that, but it's not, it's not even just that. Because the following game, Liverpool play. Real Madrid away from home. Um, Vinicius Junior absolutely destroyed Alexander-Arnold. They left him up on the left-hand side. And they didn't worry about their left-back because they thought, okay, cool. If you're going to hurt, hurt us, fine, hurt us. But the minute you don't hurt us... We're going to spring Vinicius Junior down that left-hand side and we're going to hurt you. And we should have done that with Aubameyang. We asked him to play left wing back rather than just sticking him up on the last defender and saying, Trent, you move forward all you want to. That's fine. But the minute we get the ball back, I don't care how that's, stupid it looks, but we're going to play it straight to Aubameyang and we're going to hurt you that way. That's the thing. And I that's what hate, we didn't do. I hate with a passion about Arteta's style of football. We're at home to Brighton. Brighton's going on the attack. We've got 11 men behind the ball. That's my point. Some sometimes you just need to take the shackles off the players and let them play. I feel having eleven men behind the ball against the likes of Brighton, Burnley, you're showing those teams too much respect to where it takes away from our attack. But you know what I feel as well. There's a part of me that feels if and again, this is the optimistic side of it. Arteta has the players he wants, and he says he wants. We don't do that next season. I hope we don't do that next because season because we would know full well we have enough quality at the back. To, 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 to break down their pressure and we can play the way we want to up the field but like I said my worst moment for me probably is the Liverpool performance just how toothless we were in that game um, so for you next one signing of the season this season this season gone. just gone we signed Partey we signed Partey we signed Gabriel we signed William William <laughs> William we'll, we'll come to that one um the keeper, but it's yeah, we, we signed two, Runison and Matt Ryan. I like Matt Ryan. So did I. So he was a good second choice keeper. Did, the games he played didn't put a foot wrong. Got a pre-assist. He did. Uh, who else did we sign? Did we sign anyone down there? You'd have to say Gabriel. Probably. Was, you'd have to put it in him. Partey for me, it was an injury. Se- it was an injury hit season. It was a um, you know, customization to the season. And yeah, for me, I'd probably say Gabriel as well. Because other than that, you've got obviously like Pablo Mari, Cedric. We didn't see enough of them anyway to suggest. Do you know what upset me is this whole Cedric situation? You put him at left back, he has a few terrible games and then he doesn't start again. He doesn't even play again. And I think he was our best right back. At one point he was. He 100% he was. I think the fact that Callum Chambers came in and... I reckon did more than what was actually probably expected of him allowed him to become the first choice right back. I don't know. I think it should have stayed at Cedric Charles um, the first choice. So, worst sign of the season. I think we can both agree. I do agree with Garnison. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Garnison definitely. William. The word, William. And do you know what the irony is? The game after the semi-league Semi-final, semi, he decides to score. Semi-final, he scores. Yes. A meaningless goal. 100%. But that's what upset me throughout the whole season. The whole season, set pieces. Every player stepping up to the pit, stepping up to the ball. No one's letting William take it, knowing he's a set-piece specialist. Mm. The one game mm. where it means absolutely nothing for us to score, they let William take it. Yeah, I, yeah the less said on that, the better. Most improved player for you this season? Most improved? You can't. I, I can't say Smith Rowe because he just come into the team, so you can't really say he's improved. We were the most improved team when he came into the squad. Mm. You can say that. 
But for me, anyway, I think we'd seen enough of him under Unai Emery in the Europa League Shaka. to suggest he was a very good player. Shaka. Okay. Uh, he, I, honestly, I think he had a fantastic season. Yeah. I mean, I, I'd probably go with Nico Pepe. Pepe. Because, yeah. considering, like I said at the start, you put Willian in ahead of him for the first three months. It didn't work for the first month. It definitely didn't work the second month. And by the third month, we were so pissed off at the fact that William was still playing. I think Arteta realised it. He dropped him for the Chelsea game. We didn't play against Chelsea. We had the, you know, Saka, Smith-Rowe and Martinelli in behind Lacazette that game. Mm. And we could see a formation that did not involve William. And like I said, all you had to do was give Pepe even a five, six game run where he didn't have to do anything, but give him the confidence to improve yeah. game on game. Like I said, the last three games, he scores five goals. Two of the goals against Palace were fantastic. The two goals against Brighton were fantastic goals. And all you had the to do West was Brom goal. the West Brom goal. You know, every game in that last, you know, the meaningless games, that was the worst thing. But for me, I'd say Nicola Pepe. Um, That's my thing there. Key word was meaningless. So when the pressure was on, you didn't see these sort of performances. You, no, I, you're right. You didn't see that in the semi-final. And that's the game that hurts me the most this season because we could have been in that final. We could have lifted that trophy. We could have been back in the Champions League. All the players had to do was play the exact way they finished off the season. Yeah. That's all they had to do. Yeah. They just had to go in there the same way we played against Brighton, the way we played against Palace, the way we played against West Brom. West Brom. Yep. I'm not going to say Chelsea. Chelsea, we was lucky to get the point. You know what? Listen, without San and City, we were lucky, but we had a game plan that game and it and it worked. And they... Listen, I, we watched the game. They didn't hurt us. Even the slightest. The one thing they did was hit the bar from... Giroud. Giroud and from Zuma's header. Other than that, all they did was what we used to do back in the day against teams. And I'm sorry, but we've seen that. And I said it to you before. I said it on the videos before my videos. It was like watching a Mourinho side against us. Mm. Sat back, you know, soaked up the pressure, you know, didn't have any possession really. We, but we, we scored. Fortunate. The, the goal was... Yeah, we, but you know what? And again, in some respects, yes, we were fortunate because all he had to do was play it to a smaller side and he cleared it. But we closed them down enough that they allowed the ball to be played into that position, right? Um, all right, so underachiever for you. Above him for me as well. And leading up to the Brighton game, I was making so much excuses for him saying, oh, we're not creating enough chances. We're not like there's, there's no passes being made towards him. But when I went to the game, I was watching his movement. There was none. We was in the box. Tony's getting ready to cross the ball in. Ask me where Bramian was. Edge of the box or even further back? Yeah, or behind exactly. Him. Yeah, exactly. Yep. I'm like, you're a striker. You want to go in to get the goal, you're sitting back in. I mean, I don't think you can discount the um, problems Aubameyang's had this season, taking into account his malaria, taking into account his personal problems with his mum. Obviously, I think the, the situation in terms of the formation we played last season, which utilised him quite well because it didn't have to, he didn't have to do any defensive responsibilities. Then basically saying to him, you're going to play 4-3-3 three, three, and initially you're going to play out on the left, but we're going to ask you to track back and be an auxiliary left wing back, which has never been a position that he's, he's done. Then you're basically saying, all right, cool, we're going to play you as the main striker, but we're not going to give you the service that you know, you're used to. You know, we're not going to give you the play that you know, is going to bring the best out of you. 
Um, so it has been a tough season for him, and I'm hoping this coming preseason we can work on ideas, we can work on tactics that will involve him being the main outlet and him getting into the positions that he can just score goals, which is what he does. You know, he does that best. Um, but yeah, I would agree saying that his the underachiever is him. Um, all right, cool. Who are you most excited to see next season? Not any transfers because Pepe. Okay. Based off of the way he finished off the season, the form he kept up, he looks like he's coming very to his promising. Own. Yeah, it looks like he's. It was annoying that the season ended as when it did because of it. Yeah, where, but when we went on the five win streak, yeah, he started coming to life. Yeah, no, yeah. it was a bit disappointing. I'm expecting him to probably start the first game a bit slow. So up until the last three games of the season, Nicola Pepe scored five league goals. By the time the season finished, he's called 10. You know, he's a player that can score goals. He's probably technically our most gifted finisher. Yeah. You see the finishes he's made this season. Um, I would say mine is Emil Smith-Rowe. Because of just how improved we were when he came into the side against Chelsea and the games he played. So, like, he was our best player against Tottenham. I agree with you. But going into next season, he, I think he should be nothing more. But this is no disrespect to him. I love the guy. I think he's absolutely amazing. This is more to do with his age. Put the pressure on him, basically. You don't want to put the pressure on him. I don't, him yeah, I don't want no pressure. I think we should go out there and make the signings to where we don't have to rely heavily on such a young team, a young squad. You know what? I don't even think Saka, as good as Saka has been for us, I don't even think he should be our That's main star. You know what? That's a fair point. And the thing is... We, I think, at Arsenal, we want to get to a stage where we can do what Man City can do without having to spend £400 million. But one week we can play Saka and Pepe. The following week we can play Smith-Rowe and Grealish. Let's say we get Grealish. The following week we can play, you know, X and Z. Next week we'll play Y and W kind of thing. So, like, every week, not necessarily every week we're rotating, but every week we have a different idea of how we can play. That doesn't involve saying to Saka, who's 19... I need you to just get the ball and do what you need to do. Yeah. Or giving it to Smith Rowe and saying, please create something. Because you're like you said, you're you're gonna burn out players too young, you're gonna give too much responsibility on them, and then when it all fails, you're gonna have thousands of Arsenal fans going, Oh fuck's sake, why are you still playing this guy when he's been shit for the last ten games? Like let's be honest with you, there's a period uh, during the start like the middle of the season where Saka was underperforming. He he didn't score goals, he weren't creating, he was missing chances, but he was playing every week because there was no one else to come into that position. And B, there was nobody you could... Like, every time you give him the ball, you knew for well he could make something happen. Um, so I agree with what you're saying. Uh, the Someone who you don't want to see in it next season, I think we can both agree, it's Willian, right? Well, the fact that he's been linked with a move away and I don't think he's going to be there, I want to say Lacazette. Okay, so I agree with you. But I've also got this underlying feeling where I think this summer maybe I want him gone as well. No, 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 no. no. I agree. Listen, I agree with you. I've had. I agree, but I, I'm not saying that striker is the position where I think we need most. I'm not saying. I'm not saying we need him. And if he stays, sorry, if he stays even to the end of his contract, we don't get no money for him. I'm not that fussed. I think he's done an average job given his price. We spent over fifty million. We did. 
and for a player if you're signing a player at that price i expect so much more i completely agree but i just i just i don't know i just for me personally is, i just don't think this is his highest scoring season no 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 100 percent again but I, I just don't think necessarily we can i think if we get all the rest of the business done yeah and we've got like i don't know three weeks left of the transfer window and there's potential to do something to the striker, I then yes, we can get him out and get someone in. If it's a case where we're trying for, for the first six weeks of the transfer window to get him out and get someone in, then we get all our priorities wrong. That's all about, That's what I think. You see, another thing for me is we've got no leaders in our squad. No, I mean, now I we think don't. our most vocal, our two most vocal players, Shaka and, and Tony. Oh, Tony, yeah. No, Luis is gone now. No, but I'm, yeah, but that's the thing. We've lost one. Luis is gone. And you saw all the, the love and adoration he got from the players and from, from, the, from the club. Obama Young, for me, is not a captain. Lacazette, for me, is not a captain. The reason I believe they do receive the armband is... Is their age and experience. Their That's age, it. their experience, and yeah, they're the most popular team. I mean, proper players within the squad. I agree. That's the only reason. But in terms of leadership, they lack it. 100%. It's Xhaka, it's Xhaka for me, then Tierney, and then... I'd probably even put Bellerin as number three because he can be quite vocal in and around the other players. But listen, we'll, that, that side of things. So you said Lacazette. I would totally agree with you, but for me, obviously, it's going to be William. Um, worry, we've already know. spoken about the expectation for next season. You said, obviously, if we get the players we get, title challenge. I would only counter that slightly and say, look what Chelsea did. No, but given the fact they had Frank Lampard, don't I, get me cool. wrong. My one is, where are we signing the players from? P team... We're signing them from the the players that we're going to be looking to sign. Championship, relegation. He's got, but he's got experience within the league. 100%. We're signing players that have been playing in England and have experience in playing in England. So it's not going to take them time like Ziyech, like Havertz, like no, Werner to adapt to the league. They've already got the experience. They play it all the time. So the only thing they'll need to do is just adapt to Arteta's style of play. And at the high level the high level of the Premier League you'd expect them to adapt really quick so I would say yes completely I would also slightly counter that and just say none of those players though have experience of challenging for anything more than lower league I'm just 100% understand. So, I agree with you know, like we just said look, if we do I'm, sign sorry if we do sign Sanderberg yeah He's just been relegated, so he only really knows I'm not about saying, relegation. I'm not, talking, I'm not talking about signing. No, Sandra no, no. no but, okay, compete. sorry. I'm saying, okay, Buendia. I'm saying, if we get the players, Arteta, Arteta, Arteta said he needs six players. He knows the players he needs. Yes, agreed. I'm saying, if he signs those players that he wants and he needs, that he claims he needs to, to get us back to where we need to be, if we sign them, not if we sign relegation players. Listen, I, I'm I, I you know, that. I agree with you again. I completely agree. I personally, for me, I, I would just say top four, at the least. Anyway, but top top four and the trophy, say an FA Cup or right, a cool. Community Shield. That's Arteta Community gets Shield all Cup. his signings. Arteta gets six of his his six first choice signings. Yeah, all of them his first choice. He gets them all. We spend two hundred million in the summer. We only have to focus on thirty eight games, yeah. one game per week. Completely agree. We only have to focus on one game per week. You're telling me we can't be title contenders? No, not in the slightest. I'm not saying that. I just Where? think. I just think. Sorry, I just think because look, look without saying the six we've players he needs, yeah, look, but we've, we've been linked. The, but we've been linked with Basuma, like you uh, said cool. at the start. One second. We've from December till 
the end of the season, we're the third best team in the league, supposedly. Yeah, again, I so agree. if we're the third best team in the league for a period of six months, yeah, we've now strengthened our team dramatically. Why can't we go and compete for the title? I because I think it's you're talking about the players that have bought in, regardless of the situation in terms of. Um, the one game a week, which I get and I agree with, I'm thinking of the players. So the players we've been linked with heavily anyway, Basuma, like you said at the start, he, he's been battling relegation for the last three seasons at Brighton or two seasons. Yeah, one sec. Boindia has already been relegated, has come up, and, well, he came up, the season, was relegated. The and season he got up. relegated, in terms of creating chances, do you know where he was in the No, league? I know, he was third behind was De Bruyne third. and Grealish. But okay, cool. So listen. So that there. No, no, no. Listen, he went down to the championship. Absolutely killed it. I, I'm not. I'm not disputing that. I'm just saying what you're saying. The to quality is there in Buendia. All I, okay. Listen, the players, like I said, we've been linked with, are not, let's say, a Koulibaly, a Busquets, a Sergio Ramos, a uh, uh, let's say an Arjen Robben at his prime, a Frank Ribery. These are players that are still young, that have faced relegation relegation battles, survival. They only know the pressure of basically fighting for their life, not the pressure of winning a league. My thing is, let's give them the first season to establish themselves as a top four club. Let's give them a season where, I don't know, let's not be too disrespectful, but a team like Burnley or a team like Crystal Palace come to the Emirates and we batter them. And these players have instant impact in those games. Let's give them a situation. But I don't want a situation where Man City turn up and we've just battered Crystal Palace 5-0. These players turn up, like Man City turn up and they batter us 4-0 because these players are not good enough to handle the bigger competitions, let's say. Mm -hmm. Let's give them a season where you can compete for the top four. If we win the league, we win the league. You know, I'm, not saying I wanna, I'm not saying I expect us to win the league. But I'm I get the cha challenge. I expect us to be up there in the challenge. I think if we're, we're, if we're there or thereabouts... By February, then my expectation obviously will change, and my my expectation will be like my expectation is you're focusing on one game per week. No, you agreed. claim you, Arteta claims to to be a tactical manager where he likes to analyze and break down. You listen. Yeah, but we've already got, we've also you've got seen six days to prepare for a game. Agree, but we've also seen the flaws of Arteta's too overthinking. The way he tried to set up against Villarreal away from home, he tried to play with a false nine because he knows that Villarreal will sit 11 men behind the ball and not give us anything. So he thought, let me be smart and let me try and overload the midfield, hurt them in the midfield so they're going to commit and we'll try and get it. I got the idea of it, but the application was too much. Pep has taken three and a half years to know the full world. If he wants to play with no striker, he can play with no striker and he will batter teams. But if he wants the following week to play with two strikers, he knows he can play with two strikers mm -hmm. and he'll batter teams. He played with Gabriel Jesus against Everton, they won 5-0. He played with a false nine against PSG, they won, what was it, 3-1? Whatever it was. Mm -hmm. So he knows full well he played. We had never played with a false nine. No, that there, you know? I, I totally agree. And that's that. my point. With Arteta, he's still learning his own tactics. He knows he might have ideas, he might have tactics, but he's still learning his own full tactics. Right now, you couldn't even tell me what Arteta's best 11 was because he doesn't even know it. So for me, I just think... As much as I agree that we can be title challengers, or at least challenge, I just personally feel, let's start small. Top four first, then we can move on to the following. Similar way that Liverpool I'm did saying, when they first I'm saying, if we're going to be title challengers, now is the best time to do it. Reason being, 
like I said, we don't have Thursday night footballs anymore and then playing on a Sunday, then playing back on a Thursday. I agree. And then some days we're playing three games in one week. We don't have to fold, but we no don't one, have no that one. no more. So no, I get it. If we're making the right investments where the board has said so many times within the past couple of months, we're looking to invest heavy into this squad. But we take that with a pinch of salt, right? We take that with a pinch of salt. But I'm saying if we do get that, <sighs> if it does happen, if the squad, if the board does invest heavily into yes. this team then why shouldn't we be able to go and compete for the title no we're, we're running close to time and we're going to wrap it up in a second but I, I agree with you completely but there's also a part of me that just feels like we've seen it before even with Arsenal we've had a week off the team that comes to the Emirates on that Saturday had played three days before but they come because they've got the confidence because they've got the um, what's the word uh, momentum momentum behind them they come and they beat us because We've yeah we've been practicing on the training field, but you can only really practice fully on the pitch. I just think personally, top four for me. Then the title challenge following season. If we challenge for the title next season, wicked. That's going to be above my expectations, especially with the players we're going to sign. Like I said, if we were to sign, you know, Kulabali, we I'm saying sign, it depends on the type of players we do sign. Yeah, yeah I'm expecting the push. Fair if we don't, if we sign the relegation side, I expect Tropani. I would still expect Champions League. I don't think so. Um, but look, we're going to wrap it up here. Thank you ever so much again, Adam, for, for joining me. As ever, listen, I much appreciate it and it's enjoyable to have these chats because we have these chats off air and it's nice to put it down on a bit of audio platform. This has been Kringle Talks Football. Damn right it has. Uh, follow me again on my YouTube journey as well. Kringle Talks Football on YouTube. My Twitter is Wright. This platform here, Criminal Talks Football, available on all platforms. Please leave me a review, a like, a comment, a share, everything you can do to, to get the boost of the ratings. And I will talk to you next time at some point to do another a full season review, Premier League season review, because I've taken out a lot of notes in terms of the Arsenal season. And listen, guys, we'll talk to you next time. Thank you very much, guys.